return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. She comes, amen. Thank you, Pastor Ramden, Pastor Dave. I love preaching the word, and hopefully you love hearing it. I want to start with some scripture here today, even before I open with prayer. 2 Corinthians, do we have it? Chapter 5, verse 21. Actually, back up one screen, if you could, to the title. Because I've titled our message tonight, Jesus Became Sin. So we could become the righteousness of God in Christ. And this amazing truth is based on a couple key scriptures. So the first one is in 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he, that's God, made Jesus who knew no sin to be sin for us. To be sin for us. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. And another key verse is 1 Corinthians 1.30. But of him are you and me in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom. That's an amazing truth right there, that Jesus is made unto us wisdom. Then he's made unto us righteousness. He's made unto us sanctification. He's made unto us redemption. Father, thank you for this amazing truth. And I'm asking that tonight you would break through the lies, the half-truths, the the pretenses, all the junk that's come to us from all these different sources over the years other than the word of God. Open the eyes of our understanding, Lord, to who we really are in Christ and this word that will set us gloriously free in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So when I started this whole study of the renewing of the mind, what is that, a year and a half ago? I went online to do a little research just to peek at how other people were approaching the subject. And I remember finding um, Kenneth Copeland, who had done six weeks, six hour long sessions on renewing the mind unto righteousness. And I remember thinking to myself, well, that's a bit much. I don't think that's really necessary. And, um, but, you know, now that we've unpack this and started to talk about the power of our mind, how we think, the power of our words, how we talk, this whole matter of living and moving and have our our being in him, accessing every kingdom reality, well, I don't know, I'm kind of coming around to, I think he was closer to right than I think, than I used to think. There's other preachers like Joseph Prince who's constantly talking about, what's his key verse? 2 Corinthians 5.17. If we receive the gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace, that's when we begin to walk in victory. That's when we begin to have that reign in life, which is a hallmark. It should be the hallmark of every believer, walking in victory. There's preachers like uh, Chad Gonzalez, who I've been listening to a lot lately, 
He has an amazing healing ministry and he connects it all to righteousness of what we have as the righteous in Christ. So, you know, righteousness is just not something we have, friends. It's something we are. Will you say that with me? I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. So we're going to look tonight in depth. Well, it might take a couple of sessions. <laughs> I want to unpack for you what the Word of God says on this subject because it's crucial that we understand who and what we are in Christ, why it's such a big deal. Because I still run across believers all the time who will say, we're just sinners. We're slaves of Satan. We can't help ourselves. That's contrary to the word of God, friends, because as we just looked, and we're going to look and look tonight, and if you're bored, well, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm canceling all boredom in Jesus' name. I just pray that our eyes and our hearts are open, and you get so excited, because there's a hundred or so benefits to being the righteous and understanding that we really are. So let's look at this Romans 5.17. Actually, that's the wrong scripture, isn't it? No, that's where I wanted to start. Am I right? Cool. All right. This is what it says. NIV. For if by the trespass of the one man, we're talking about Adam, who sold out to Satan, death reigned through that one man. I mean, it was kind of unfair when you think about it, right? Every one of us born under the curse of death Every one of us have this sin nature, all because one guy messed up. But that's the way it went, right? Then it says, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through this one man, Jesus Christ? I mean, I don't think we can compare... Death reign. I mean, that's a big deal, right? For all of humanity. But the Bible says here that there's much more power released with coming into Christ. Hallelujah. And friends, we're in Christ. We are in Christ. We're no longer under the curse of sin. Now, life rules. So here's the message Bible for this same scripture. It says, if death got the upper hand through one man's wrongdoing, can you imagine? A lot of us shut off our imagination and think, well, I'm not even supposed to use it. Why don't we? Let's start using it. Can you imagine the breathtaking recovery that life makes? Underline it. Capitalize it. We're talking about life, life, life. It's a spiritual substance. It's a force that brings All these amazing kingdom realities with it. Imagine the breathtaking recovery that life makes. Sovereign life in those who grasp with both hands this wildly extravagant life gift. Do you still get excited about this gift we have? Life. This grand setting everything right that the one man Jesus Christ provides. Glory to God. I mean, I dare you to meditate on that for a couple weeks and stay depressed. I dare you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are one with him in union with life itself. 
I mean, it's going to take us a while really to wrap our heads around that because we're told on every other, from all the other voices that we're, we're really not, that we're still this fallen creature, that we're still under this curse, but we are not, friends. If we're in Christ, life is now ruling. Hallelujah. So here's the passion, the same scripture. It says, death once held us in its grip. Do you still remember that day? Yeah. <laughs> death reigned because of the blunder of one man. Death reigned as king over humanity. But now, how much more are we held in the grip of grace? I love that phrase. And continue reigning as kings in life. Re- excuse me, enjoying. Enjoying. I mean, this is really the source of our entire joy. Do you realize joy is a spiritual force? It's a spiritual substance, and it's connected to this force of righteousness that takes over in our spirits. Enjoying regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness in the one and only Jesus, the Messiah. Whew. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's not just a little difference, friends. It's a big difference. And please notice that he calls righteousness perfect. Perfect righteousness. Hebrews 10, 14. For by one offering, he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. And that's talking about you and me, friends. It was a perfect sacrifice. There wasn't a single thing wrong with what Jesus... We keep thinking that, well, we, hopefully it's not you all, but a lot of the Christendom thinks that there's some more that has to be done. Like, I've still got to do this and this and this, or God's not going to be happy with me. And if I don't do this, this, and this, I can't really get my prayers answered. Listen, it's one of the big benefits we're going to talk about in a minute. Being the righteous means we have the ear of the Lord and the heart of the Lord, and he's set to answer those prayers. Hallelujah. On the Passion Bible, we're going to back up to verse 12 this time. When this priest, now this whole chapter is all about the comparison in the Old Covenant and the New Covenant and the priests. When this priest, we're talking about priest with a capital P, Jesus, the great high priest, When he offered the one supreme sacrifice for sin for all time, he sat down on a throne at the right hand of God. Now, what is a priest doing sitting down? Because in the Old Testament, you'll never find a priest sitting down. Never. They're always having to offer these sacrifices. But why is Jesus sitting? Because it's finished. It's done. Glory to God. It was his one perfect sacrifice that made us, put your name in there, perfectly holy and complete for all time. So you see, Jesus didn't just take away our sins. Praise God, he did. He did take away our sins. He didn't just pay the penalty against that the the wrath of God was going to be poured out against sin. Jesus did that. He took all of the wrath of God, but he went further than that. He actually became sin. He actually became sin so that you and I could become righteousness. So let's look at that 2 Corinthians 5.17, that verse we hinted at. 
Well, I, I guess I didn't talk about this one yet tonight, but you're all very familiar with this one. If anyone is in Christ, how many of you in this room consider yourself in Christ? If you're not, you need to get there. <laughs> That's the only way to live or die. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The New Living Testament says the old life is gone. A new life has begun. Glory to God. The Good News Translation says he is a new being. The Passion, I think I gave you that verse. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. All that's related to the old, I mean every bit of it, has vanished. Uh, what did I hear? I heard this preacher say this morning, I mean, there's not a single person in the cemetery still dealing with addiction, still, deal, still dealing with fear, still dealing with anxiety. I mean, if we're dead in Christ, we're dead to all that stuff. We're alive unto Christ. And behold, now everything is fresh and new. Glory to God. What if we really believe that, friends, that all the old is gone? Hallelujah. That we are now enfolded into Christ. Romans chapter 6, verses 3, 4, and 5. Know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in now newness of life. For we, if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Now, a little note in regards to this word baptism. I know this is, verse is usually used only when there's a baptism going on. And we're all talking about um, what it portrays in the picture. But this word baptism, the, it's baptismo, something like that in, in the Greek, actually shows up in ancient literature. And if you can believe it or not, it's in pickling recipes. Pickling recipes. Have any of you made pickles? So you start with this cucumber, and you dip it in this brine. I made lots of different pickles when I was on the farm. I remember these ones that you put this deep green food coloring in it, and you let it soak for hours and hours and hours. Whichever brine you use, a sweetener or a, the point is that the cucumber comes out different. It's not a cucumber any longer. It changes color. It changes texture. It changes flavor. It's new and different. And that's what this is all about. As many of you as were immersed, don't even picture water baptism right now. Just picture what, what the water baptism is a picture of this, that we were immersed, immersed into Christ, immersed into his death, immersed into his resurrection. 
immersed into that point of walking in newness of life. And it even declares, if you've been planted together, if you've been immersed in, if you experience the likeness of his death, we should be experiencing the likeness of his resurrection. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When we came into union with the Lord Jesus, we were immersed into Christ. The Passion Bible says we were immersed. Did I give you that verse? Perfect. Or have you forgotten that all of us who were immersed into union with Jesus, the anointed, were immersed into union with his death, into his death, into his burial, into his resurrection, meaning now that everything is about Christ, the glorified Christ. Romans 4.17, I mean, sorry, 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 1 John 4.17, I don't think I gave you that verse or did I? Oh, wonderful. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he was, so are we in this world. No, it doesn't say that. It says as he is. We're talking about the glorified, resurrected Jesus, the one who's conquered death, who's conquered sin, who is seated right now at the right hand of the Father, And I read scripture recently that says we are seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. I dare you to see yourself immersed into Christ. Pickled. Just like that cucumber taking on an entirely different flavor, a different texture, a different color. We should be different, friends. The truth is in the spirit we glow. We do. The demons move out of the way, friend. The atmosphere changes when we walk into the room because we carry the glory of Christ. We carry this life force. We carry righteousness because we are righteousness. Glory to God. Say this with me. I'm immersed into union with Christ. I'm immersed... I'm one with the Lord Jesus Christ. I walk in newness of life. Woo! I love this. I don't know if this is exciting you, but we are in union, friends, inseparably connected to the Lord of life. Resurrection power himself. Hallelujah. So let's go back now to 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Why? Why did Jesus go through all of that? So that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now notice God did not only place on Jesus the sin of humanity. He did not just force Jesus to pay the price for humanity so that they'd be released from the curse. He did both of those things, but he did even more. Well, okay, I actually wrote this little note here. Just put your name in here. I mean, what did Jesus say, or God? I think God maybe could have said, hey, take care of Deb Cosmic's sin. Go there, do this thing. Wipe her slate clean. But he did even more than that, friends. He took on the very Nature of sin. He he became sin 
it's hard for me to wrap my mind around this personally, honestly. I'm, I'm really trying. Why? So we could become. We cannot look in the mirror anymore and say, I'm a sinner. Or I am sin. Or I have darkness inside of me. We have light inside of us, friends. Hallelujah. We have the release of redemption. We talked about that verse a few weeks ago from Colossians chapter 1. Did I give you that verse? Colossians 1.14. There it is. In the Son, all our sins are canceled. Everyone, glory to God. And we have the release of redemption through his blood. This is present tense. We don't have to, you know, a lot of people see death as our savior. When I die, then I'll be free from all of my sin. When I die, then I'll experience life, resurrection life. Listen, your spirit man isn't going to die. Your heart might stop. Your lungs might stop. But your spirit man is fully and completely alive and it's never going to die if you are in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Whew, hallelujah. The slate has been cleared for every one of us. Colossians 2.14. He canceled the record of the charges against us. Some of us have longer lists than others. But you know what? It's all canceled out. There's not a record left. Glory to God. And he took it away by nailing it to the cross. That is good news, friends. But it's even better than that because we have become righteousness. Our very spirits are inseparably immersed into Christ. We are one with, in union with, inseparably immersed into Christ. Galatians 2.20. How many of you know that? I'm crucified with Christ. We know this. We memorize it. But we have to grab a hold of what it means. Nevertheless. Well, let's finish it. I'm crucified with Christ. Yes. I am. I have been. My spirit man is dead. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live, I live in this flesh. I mean, we have this body, friends. That's it. It's a tool for us just to move around on the earth. We're getting a brand new one someday. It's a temple. It becomes a temple because the glory's inside of it. Because resurrection life is inside of it. This life I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Look at the Passion Translation here. <clears throat> My old identity. <clears throat> well, what's he talking about here? We're talking about that old identity of being a sinner, of being in the dark, of being a slave to Satan, of being not alive, dead. That old identity has been co-crucified with the Messiah and no longer lives. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. And now, now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. Glory to God. We live in union with him. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me. And look at this last part. Dispenses his life into mine. Oh, my word. That's just so exciting. 
He is dispensing. I mean, you just got to see this big bucket turned upside down all the time. It's not just when you're good. Oh, she didn't pray. I'm going to release it. No, it's always pouring towards us because now we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I think there's a little bit more to this verse. Is that right? Anyway, the rest of it says, so that is why I don't view God's grace as something peripheral. Am I saying that right? King James simply says, I don't frustrate the grace of God. In other words, this is a pure heavenly gift I'm well aware of. And then it goes on and says, if keeping the law could release God's righteousness to us, then Christ would have died for nothing. So in other words, friends, my behavior had nothing to do with it. My behavior had nothing to do with it. It's my faith and yours in this gift of God. So it's a matter of receiving the gift of righteousness that is now ours by faith. It's not a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I mean, yes, the minute you say yes to Christ, you are born again. Your spirit man is brand new. But we have to continue to see ourselves as this person that's alive in Christ. Because the voices of the world are going to keep coming. You might be convinced tonight, I pray you are. I pray that you're so excited about this that it thrills your heart. But there's going to be a voice sometime soon. Eh, that's not true. You know what you did. You know who you really are. No, you have to keep, we all of us have to keep renewing our mind in the word of God. You've heard it. I mean, you young people, hopefully you don't have to face it as much as some of us, but you're trash. You're a loser. You're worthless. You don't have what it takes. I mean, all those voices are constantly coming to us. We don't have to take any of that anymore, friends, because we are the resurrection life of Christ. We are alive in Christ. We have value. The Lord Jesus himself took all your sin on himself. Hallelujah. What we need to do is get our hearts established, convinced, founded on, and built upon this truth that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. Will you say that one more time with me? I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, friends, once our eyes are open to this key kingdom reality that we are immersed into, that we are in union with, that we are absolutely one with righteousness himself, that he imputed to us his righteousness, that he imparted to us his divine nature, our spirit will never die, that it's alive, this inner man is alive in Christ, Say that with me. I'm alive in Christ. Christ. Once we become conscious of this truth, friends, you're going to be amazed when you start reading the scripture. You're going to come across one thing after the other where righteousness is connected to this blessing or that blessing or this benefit or this part of the kingdom. So we're just going to look at three quick ones tonight and then hopefully next Wednesday night I can unpack a, a lot more. Um, the first one, and I think, well, Isaac's not here tonight, but he preached on this a couple weeks ago. One of the big benefits of being the righteous is that our prayers get answered. So here's one, uh, 1 Peter 
The eyes of the Lord are over the who? The righteous. Is that anybody in this place? That's every one of you. His eyes, the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Now this verse is quoted from um, Psalm 34, 17. We're actually going to peek at that in the New King James where it says the righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. All their troubles. The NIV says, Actually, let's peek at this because I really like the NIV. Did I give it to you? First Peter 3.12. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And his ears are attentive to their prayer. I don't know. Do you have any friends that really don't pay attention when you talk? Does your mate ever kind of read the paper while you're trying to share an in-depth story? Just re-watch TV? You know, we hate it when people aren't paying attention, right? That's not true with God. When we pray, he responds. His heart is attentive, responsive to his people. Hallelujah. The passion for 1 Peter 3.12, I think, is the one that says it so beautifully. The eyes of the Lord Yahweh rest upon the godly. His ear, sorry, his heart, his heart. I mean, think about this. We're talking about the heart of the Father. The heart of Jesus himself responds to our prayers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we come into Christ, Christ comes into us. And we become one with him. We haven't been given just a portion of righteousness. We have become one with him. Therefore, we became righteous. Righteousness. And now we are inseparably connected, literally seated with him in heavenly places. The famous verse in James 5.16 says the prayers of a avail for much. Is it just anybody's prayers? No, it's the prayers of the righteous man, the righteous woman, the righteous child. The righteous teenager. Doesn't matter. If you're in Christ, you are righteous. And the Father's ears are attentive. His heart is attentive. And when the Bible says his eyes are upon us, that's got so many connotations, friends, of being protected, being covered, mm, of arranging. I preached on that once before. One one of the covenant names of God, um, El Roi. His eyes are upon us. That means he's paying attention. And he's arranging for your success. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, um, yeah, the Father has set his eye upon us. Ephesians 3.20. We love that verse, don't we? Now unto him who is able... To do exceeding abundantly above all that we dare to ask or think according to the power, the power, the power, the power. We've just got to start seeing that power that is ours. It rests upon the righteous. Hallelujah. Benefit number two, 
has to do with the favor of the Lord. Psalm chapter 5, verse 12. Notice the righteous. You, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Well, there's another whole sermon right there, right? Just being the righteous means we're blessed, we're blessed, we're blessed. And then here's a specific blessing. The favor of the Lord will surround us like a shield. Glory to God. Psalm 92, 12 says the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. What do they say about the palm trees? When the wind, the hurricane winds come and those palm trees are bent all the way to the ground. The storm's done and pops up. There it is. Back up. Thriving. Flourishing. That describes the righteous man. That's you. The one who's in Christ. The storm isn't going to do you in, friends. I don't care what you're facing. You have the big one, the great one, the great I am himself fighting on your behalf. Hallelujah. And favor. Mm, my goodness. We're talking about um, undeserved kindness. We're talking about ridiculously great things coming your way. Hallelujah. We're talking about influence right where you work, on the block where you live. Whew, hallelujah. And number three, one of the big benefits of being the righteous, it has to do with the weapons that are formed against you, cannot prosper. They simply can't. And again, this is very familiar scripture, but I'm not sure we've connected to being the righteous before. Here's Isaiah 54, verse 17. No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Their righteousness is of me. This is Old Testament, friends. This is the Old Covenant. Think how much more it is now in the New Covenant. We have Jesus in us. We are righteousness, the perfect, flawless Record of Christ has now become ours. <coughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Isaiah 54, 14 is the verse I was quoting from earlier when I talked about we have to get our hearts established in righteousness. Do you have verse 14 too? Thank you so much. In righteousness shall you be established. It's, we've got to get convinced of this. We've got to be so sure of it that it's part of who we are. It, it's got to be our new identity. I'm the righteous. I'm the healed. I'm the strong. I'm the favored. I'm the successful. I'm the prosperous. Hallelujah. In righteousness shall you be established. Why? And what's one of the benefits? You shall be far from oppression. When you understand that you are in union with the Lord Jesus Christ, the champion himself, the victor himself, oppression can't even come your way. Terror, fear, panic, dread, it's far from you. Glory to God. Glory to God. So let's just finish with a couple declarations. Are you ready? I am the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. When God looks at me, 
He sees the righteousness. He sees the perfection. And the flawlessness of Jesus. Righteous is, pardon me. Righteousness is not something I have. It's something I am. The anointed one now lives his life through me. Empowering me. And dispensing his very life through mine. I am a partaker of his holiness. Inseparably connected. And immersed into the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Therefore, every weapon formed against me is null and void. (laughs) Hallelujah. 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 Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus, for taking on the sin. All of the sin of humanity and specifically our sin, Lord. Thank you for bearing the curse. Stand with me, friend. Let's let's just thank him. Jesus, you took all of the curse upon yourself. You became sin so that we could become righteousness. And we are so grateful. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. Lord, open our eyes, open the eyes of our heart to understand who we really are in Jesus Christ. Thank you that you're dispensing your life into ours. Thank you for the force of righteousness that is so powerful and makes us to walk in victory in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you that your blessing is upon these people. Thank you that the greatness you've planted in them that you um, even gifted them with, is coming to the top, because that's what happens to the righteous. Hallelujah. They prosper. They're blessed. They're healed in Jesus' name. Thank you that even now, there's so many angels in this room. Thank you, Lord, that right now they're ministering to your people and ministering life and strength in Jesus' name. Hey, have a great week, and look in the mirror. And announce who you really are. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. Have yourself a great week. I'll be glad to pray and agree with anybody who wants some prayer. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605 692 4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.